Blog Talk Radio. P.S.A. Hip Hop. It's your boy, 3 and Watch. Y'all know the vibes, even though there's no vibes. Watch, what's good, my G? Peace, man. Trying to maintain in this pandemic, you heard? Just want everybody to be safe out there, man. Really, really respect what's going on. For real, for real, man. Um, Let's get into this, man. We're about to revisit a project. That's what we do sometimes up here. We revisit hip-hop classics and some albums that maybe not be a five-mic classic would still be album that people showed a lot of respect to here in these hip-hop streets. Um, We're staying in the G-Unit era. We basically did, I want to say we did 50 Cent's um, Get Rich or Die Trying. We also revisited Young Bucks. Um, straight on the Cashville project, um, documentary from Game. Um, and now we're on to um, G Unit, Beg for Mercy Watts. This is coming off 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying. You and I both know 50 Cent could have dropped um, um, The Massacre right after um, Get Rich or Die Trying, but he did something that a lot of rappers might would not have done, maybe. He still had that momentum and decided to drop Beg for Mercy. Yayo's locked up, and he gave Buck and Lloyd Banks more burn on this project. What's your take on 50 not releasing the mask and saying, hey, let's do this G-Unit Beg for Mercy? Um, I don't look at it that way. I look at it completely different. This album came out when he didn't have to drop an album at all. Just came out the year he dropped Give It to Die Trying. Give It to Die Trying dominated 2003, all of music. 50 was at as, as hot as you can be, and he used his fame and put all the light on his crew because he was thinking long-term. He wanted to, um, he wanted to develop his artists with his crew. And when you say there's a lot of artists who might not do that, no artist does that. No artist takes the year they have the biggest year and on that same year say, now nah, I'm going to put the whole crew out and let them get to shine too. Um, so that was real. That was him trying to think. That was him being the businessman that he is. And as you listen to this album, you realize this was a strategic business album. So was 50 Cent really doing cool love the way Jay-Z, Bleak, and um, Beans did on the Belly soundtrack, 50 really did cool love in the sense of not going to do the second album, solo second solo album, instead of going to do Beg for Mercy. Now, I want you to take on the first song, my guy, G-Unit, produced by High Tech. High Tech and Quality, man. Talk to me, man. Well... First of all, I love the fact. Well, one one thing we know is that clearly Fifty is a hip hop head because you get high tech. Why would Why yeah. would Fifty go to high tech in two thousand three? High tech was a very good. Why do you say that? Talib Kweli, Talib Kweli, high tech dropping um, Reflection Eternal an album that you and I both appreciate very much. That you and I will visit one day, obviously. That's how I thought he dropped. So, he's a dope producer. One of the things I did not realize. The first rapper we hear on this album is Young Buck. You know, I never mm-hmm. realized that because I highlighted that when we did the Doggy Style album, where the first rapper you hear is Lady of Rage. 
And that was mm-hmm. a big deal to me. And I had no problem with it. The first rapper on this song is Young Buck. Uh, High Tech gives them a hip-hop beat, and he lets them just get busy. Young Buck sets it off. Banks goes second, and then 50 goes third. It was just effortless. And you know what I would always want to know? Because these guys stayed in the studio, what did, how did they decide what songs were the uh, album songs or the mixtape songs? Because me and you both know 50 had mixtape songs that were better than album cuts. You know that. Right. So I always wanted right. to know how did they decide what would be, when they're recording all this music, what we're going to put on the album and what we're going to put out for the streets. First song, do you not, and a nice, a nice solid set-off song for the album. Like Watson said, Young Buck sets this off. Um, they screaming that they murderers will walk through with no gun. That's from Young Buck. He said, "Why I perfected the slow flow. Was that, was that true or false? When he said, I perfected the slow flow in 2004, sir. That was, first of all, it's a 2003, brother. 2003. And and um, that was just some rapping, man. That was just that was just that was just some rapping bars. I I didn't take it as as a deeper meaning. That's just some you know, just just rapping. You can be the hardest. We just be the smartest. I want you not to start us. You're not your average artist. Woo! I tell you, when Beck said, I tell your pops, your son is a daughter. That was crazy, man. I tell. Um, make sure he put his name at the end of the song when he's like, high tech. I like the fact that, hey, I'm letting you niggas know oh, that if you don't read the credits, that high tech um, obviously did the, did the production for this particular joint. So are we both in agreement that the first joint of Beg for Mercy is one for one? It's a solid set-off song. Okay. Next song, watch. Talk to me, man. Popping them things. Produced by Dr. Dre and Scott Storch. Talk to me, brother. One another thing I'd like to know: How does Dr. Dre and Scott Storch produce this? Like, I, I would like to know how, how they did it because both of their names are on here, and you're trying to figure out like, so mm-hmm. what did they do? Did Dre tell them what he wanted played, and then Scott Storch played it? Mm-hmm. I've always I've always wanted to know how those how that production. I think, went I on. think you answered the question um, right there. I think I think to answer your question right there. I think Dre might have done something, and Scott Storch might have added some more ingredients to the production itself to the beats. So he shot a. Um, this was the second single off of the album. Mm-hmm. They shot a video for it. Um, of course, one of the things that I realized was that Fifty micromanaged this project. And I know you're like, what do you mean micromanaged? No, you're right. Well, 50 50 was on the hook of every song. Every single song. He made sure that you knew this was, he, he put this together. He was the engineer and the arranger of every song. Um, so, uh, the hook, the hook is fire. The beat is fire. fire. Every who we go through, and I feel that uh, Fifty Buck and Bank all spit fire verses. All of yes, them. yes, I agree. Uh, Fifty sets it off after the VMAs. My baby motherfucker cussed my ass out. Cussed my ass out. I'll be back friends like Puffy and Steve Stout. 
I like naked Monica and Maya. This season, keep ready. <laughs> no, I still love this song. I'm not going to fuck, man. Um, everybody had a dope verse on here, man. I did like how Buck ended the joint, you know, with his flow, cadence, and delivery also, man. So when it came in, man, pop, pop them things, two for two, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, watch the next song, man. My Buddy. Produced by Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers. I know you give Eminem a hard time with his production, but I don't. I actually am a fan of his production. I am an absolute fan of his production. So uh, I like his production. So this this Jay-Z, so this Nas. He produced in the album for people who, who don't want to acknowledge that, but he did. Um... This song is fire. First of all, this album clearly was an expensive album because he, they sampled Scarface. So I know you had to get clearance to sample Scarface. Um, I, I really enjoy this beat. Um, I like this song, man. Uh, once again, 50 on a hook. My buddy. Mm-hmm. My buddy. I mean, you just, it's buddy. just clear that he wants everyone to know. This is my song. You know what I'm saying? Hey. The, the, I, I'm the one who... who who shows these guys how to make songs? A hook, three fire verses. I put it together. Um, yeah, this I like this song. I like the way Fifty flowed on it. I like the way everybody flowed on it. This was a this was an absolute three for three. So far, the album is is so far you just can't miss. It's giving me everything that I want and dream it. I think this song is a five mic song. Um, I think it's one of Eminem's best. Produced beats he's ever done, in my opinion. Um, for 50 Cent off the hook, uh, Banks obviously Banks is painting a picture of a buddy, which is a firearm. Um, bring your buddy when it's time to roam. Cause I got hit the last time I left mine at home. He ain't never been broke. He glitchless, so reliable. I bought him a rubber coat for Christmas, infrared beam, and a scope for this fish. Like yo, Bank. A lot of talk is about Bank, Banks and Bucks being the uh, MVPs of this particular project. And I'll say to this, if if if, if you told 50 Cent that, I don't think 50 Cent would care that people think Banks and Buck was the MVP. What do you think? I don't think 50 would go crazy. Be like, oh, if anything, I want 50, I think 50 like the fact people felt that way back in 03, that Banks and Buck I, I, I think, really got I think 50, I think 50 was a genius in a sense of how much he highlighted Banks and Bucks. Because if you just look at what happened in history, the following year, they both released solo projects that went platinum. So this 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 marketing strategy that he used to highlight these guys was absolutely incredible, especially for Young Buck, because we already knew the streets yes. already had Banks as mixtape justo justo mixtape artists. We 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 already just a hundred percent on Banks. Mm-hmm. We did not know how ill Buck was. Now, I know you dudes in the South might have known when he was rapping with Wacko and Juvenile and all of them. Y'all probably knew before I did. I'll I'll admit that. This album, to me, highlighted how good on the potential of Young Buck. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that, man. Uh, What did he say? Niggas know I got no friends, so stay in a place, kid. I stay screaming on niggas and beating up bass heads. Like, you know, Bay says, man, that's my error, man. I got to be real. That's my error of watching you, you know, Bay says. You know, they had no there, man. 
Um, and when it was beef, he played to his position, got under the seat until we spotted our victim. First, they wouldn't listen until they heard you go off. Remember, it was broad daylight in the middle of New York, like Buck. Timmy had the greatest, the best verse on this particular song. No disrespect to Banks and Fifth, but I'll give Buck the MVP of this particular song, man. Um, next join Watts, I'm So Hood, produced again by Marshall Mathers, man. Talk to me. Well, this was a song that created, generated a little bit of uh, controversy on the on the message boards. You know, 50 can't just say anything without creating something. On uh, 50's first verse, <laughs> he says, yeah. the lunatics, the lost boys, cheat, cheat, shit is whack now. <laughs> so when he said that, he clearly was dissing Mr. Cheeks. Uh, and, yeah. and this is when yeah. I found out. Mr. Cheeks and 50 had a, uh, well, you know, they was both in Southside at the same time in the street. Southside, they make it you know, This led to Mr. Cheeks making a, making a diss song to Boo Boo. He made it no, say that's, no that was your name in the No world. Cheeks. No Cheeks. Wait for it. Mm, that was Archie Bronco Wolf and that drink. I'm sorry. That just was, bro. <laughs> yeah. You remember that diss song, right? This is another song where 50 is just showing you um, completely understood how to make a hook and knew how to do songs and song structure. I think when 50, this is before 50 was completely obsessed with just business, but when he was completely obsessed with the art and the craft of hip hop, I think he was one of the greatest to ever do it, as you can tell. Now, this is what I wanted to ask you. 50 did a lot of name dropping, talking about uh, different people, different stories. That's what I wanted to know. Do you consider this a quote-unquote dry snitch song? Do you consider it a dry Listen, snitch I, song? Not at all. I never, first of all, let me say this, why I never looked at Ghetto Quran or Carver Dollar as a snitch song, as many people try to um, say it was. This song is very ghetto Quranish, so to speak. Like local hotels, like Eric had a jump shot. We Brooklyn dudes. You don't know where Eric is, but Eric. Eric had a jump shot, okay? That's why I was in the South Side to make a queen talk that we knew nothing about. So yeah, I agree with you. It's, 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 I don't think it's Drasnitch, you know. Are you saying you feel it's Drasnitch, you know? No, no, not at all. Not at all. But when I was listening to it, I was like, yo, he's telling the story about the hood. He's naming everything. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. 50 knows how to tell hood stories. So what yes. I want to know is how do we, how can we never acknowledge that, that he knows how to paint his picture and tell the hood story? Like, we don't give him that kind of lyrical credit, but he does it. I totally agree with you that we don't get 50, not even just, all right, let's talk about the hood story, just storytelling itself. You know, yes, you can throw the hood name. Obviously, it's hood storytelling he's telling us, but when we talk about storytellers in hip hop, whether it's Slick Rick Nas, Ghostface, and these guys, it's 50 sitting at the table with them. Or more, or more people won't acknowledge that. Or people think we're reaching by saying that. Is he sitting at the table with those guys? With Biggie, Nas? I think Nas. he's clearly sitting at the table because the man knows. Okay, let me ask you something. When 50 tells his stories, and when he was telling it, and when we were first hearing it, did we feel like we were brought into that world like, yo, he is painting a that we could visually see clearly, right? We did. But because he, his whole focus was just get money, just get money by any means necessary, he, he kind of always downplayed 
what he did in terms of hip hop. He downplayed it for I just it's about getting money for whatever reason. And he actually succeeded in making people not take him seriously as a top ten MC. This man's a top ten MC, man. I mean, he's putting songs together, hooks, verses like like this was this was a dope song. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, next song off our Philadelphia here, Start 101, the uh, first single off the Beg for Mercy, um, the Beg for Mercy album, uh, produced by Denon Porter, uh, Mr. Porter from D12. Um, this song was very huge and it was on repeat. I can't lie to you. 50 sets of that once again. Lots of talk about the hooks. He said, you know, this project, this is one of the best hooks on this album itself. Um, and if you go back to this video, man, can't tell me that shit did not smash Brandy. I'm sorry. Brandy was, and I know they're just maybe acting and stuff. Well, man, she was giving my guy the eye, man. 50, man, I love you, my dude, but I hated this outfit that you rocked so much in this video, man. Um, Stone so hard, everybody got to watch me, and I don't really care if it's platinum or white gold. Long as VS bling, nigga, that, that, we say that light scope. In the hood, they say 50, um, man, sneaker look right, yo. I can't believe we rocked it a deal with a psycho. Thanks for the short thing. Y'all niggas like, oh, my God. Um, Thanks had a dope verse also, man. I already wear your advance on my neck. Let me ask you a question. Who are we crediting for the advance on my neck? Hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up. Who are we showing showing love to with the advance on my neck talk? Is that Jada Kiss or Banks? Let me explain something to you. I don't know how Banks got away with that. I really (laughs) Because on Blackout, when Kiss said, you know, I walk around with your advance on my wrist, I mean, on my neck, like, Kiss clearly said that. So when Banks said that, the whole gave him one pass. Banks gets more credit for that than than, than Jada Kiss, in my opinion. I know. And And that blows my mind. It blows my mind. We're shipping out for you, Banks. Yo, Banks, we are the good brothers here. We are stripping you or making you walk around these streets thinking that you had that live first, my G. We can't let you get away with that, brother. Just like I don't like We can't let you get away with that. That is a jaded kid. That's the same shit. Yeah, that's that's that shit. Yo, but but let me tell you about Stone 101. First of all, every. Okay, I love 50's first verse. I love it. And the way he ended it, the way you, when you was reading it, can't believe Reebok did a deal with a psycho. Banks is a short thing. Y'all niggas might blow. Mike, Mark, he's from Cashville, Kenny Key, nigga. He's from Kenny Key, nigga. Fire. Fire. Everybody got busy on this song. This was, to me, this was a feel-good, thunting, flossing, get-lit hip-hop song. And, um. Mm-hmm. Right now, man, you already that's that's five for five, B. Straight up and down. Yes. Like this song, well, this said, song, this I'll fresh song up the jet my, and I breeze to the beaches. I fresh up the jet and I breeze to the beaches. Blue Yankee City. See you in the sneakers. Like Sam, you come on. That was that wasn't you right Blue Yankee City. See you in the sneakers. That was me, sir. I'm not gonna lie. I was rocking the G and kicks, the black drinks, and the white ones on Star One On One. Big buck. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna let you act like you was rocking fifty cent chain, the spin the spinning chain in this video that fifty that you borrow, man. But guys though, you didn't know that. <laughs> Yo, 
Yeah, but let's be real. That spinning chain was fire. When that fire, thing, fire, when we first seen that chain, it was like it was fire. like just seeing how just seeing the progression where fifty went from February two thousand three, Get Rich Die Trying comes out. By September, by this came out, he had already did the Rock the Mic tour with Hove. He had the Reebok sneaker commercial with Hove. Like, in a span of from February to September, 50 became not a rap star, but a superstar musician artist. And like, like I, you said. I always say this. Like you said, he's in, a, he's in a dealership with Brandy. Like, how do you know a legend like Brandy? Brandy was a legend by then. This was Moesha. Yep. Like, she mm-hmm. was a Superstar at this time, so you can tell the whole industry was on. I know y'all want to rewrite that history, and I know we're in the era of Drake and Kendrick and Big Sean. This is before those guys existed. I know y'all don't want to hear that, but these were not in existence in the era me and three talking about right now. Oh three, there was no such thing as Drake or Kendrick or Big Sean. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep it moving on to the next two songs that we'll talk about here. The first off, um, Get to Know You featuring Joe, the R&B artist. I rock with Joe Heavy. Um, another single song, pretty sure 50 was the mastermind behind this song, telling the fellas, hey, guys, we're going to need radio-friendly joints. You feel me? They also had a video for this joint. Also, this was a single. I don't have to do a bar breakdown because the song is kind of self-explanatory, Watson. Not one of my favorite songs, though, but I do know that it didn't move anywhere. This is where 50 is being the business person that he is, where this is marketing. Um, one thing about 50 is he always believed you had to have uh, – you, you need a radio-friendly song that the females are going to like, and he was a fan of Joe. I mean, he he was a big fan of Joe. That's one thing. 50 doesn't really talk about it, but whatever we, for whatever reason, Joe's one of his favorite artists. Okay, <laughs> so um, I, yo, I like this. I like 50's uh, I like 50's verse. I thought he had the best verse. His last verse on here. You know, this was another big budget video, and um, you know, Joe, Joe Spitter, this is this is for the ladies, man. You know what I'm saying? This is this this is not a hat banger that me that we knocking in a Walkman. Or let me just say headphones. I don't want to throw people off by saying Walkman. Y'all gonna, it exposes my age. In the headphones, or if you're in the whip, this ain't one of, This is not the go-to play the song. Nah, but not, for what not. it does for for the rap for Rap City for the MTV countdowns and all that, this did its job. And like he said, he's he wants to highlight banks and bucks. So he's making sure. They are there. This was another video song. By the I way. think he was gearing them up. For, I think he was gearing them up, gearing them up also, so when they do have, when they do drop their solo projects, they can have, they, they already have songs like this. They've done already. You feel me? Going into um, Young Bucks, Strata Cashville, and um, Banks, Hunger for More. In my opinion, you know what I mean. Um, next song, watch Groupie Love. Not one of my favorite songs on this project. The hook dominated the song, and we actually got a Tony Yayo verse. I don't got much, my brother, for Groupie Love, man. Talk to me. I don't got much. Uh, everything you said, I agree. This is fast-forward material. You know, with me and you heard this the first time, I don't even know if we got through the whole song because we was like, all right, there's enough <laughs> songs on here where we can skip this, and this was one of those songs. So we're not even going to act like this was one of our joints because it wasn't. Right. 
Um, next song, my guy, Better Ask Somebody, another song that doesn't get too much props, in my opinion. Um, 50 Cent's this for this verse, 97, freestyling. Um, down in the loop, they say, I'm feeling you dirty. In New Orleans, they say I'm that nigga, you heard me? Now, you heard 50 Cent already. Um, yeah, man, I Better Ask Somebody was an alright song, in my opinion. It's all right. I don't know, you uh, song, not one of my favorites. This is not a standout song in the album to me. Next song, Footprints. <laughs> Produced by Knotts. Shout out to Knotts real quick. Uh, one of my favorite. we all know that, like the locks did on We Are The Streets, you know, when you have three-man group, every man gets a chance to drop a solo joint. Banks had one, Sippy had one, um, Buck had one. If you go back to Stabbing Shot with Benny and um, 38 Special, both of those brothers had um, solo joints on their project. He's got the best solo joint when it comes to all the two members of G-Unit. Juby left me in California. I don't respect that. I love him too much to beef, so I'm accept that. Man, holla at G-Unit on some other shit. You need to do the research and see who you're fucking with. I smoke all your weed up. Go run up your visa. Your baby mama will be out of work there, skeezer. Love that shit. What did he think about Buck at, in this time in 03 calling himself the king of the South? I loved it. I absolutely loved it that he called himself that. Um, I liked that Buck showed how he could rap on this album because I just didn't know. Like, I'm going to be, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be one of the guys that say, yeah, I knew about him. Juvie, no, we, we, we knew, we knew that from the Tuna Radio Joints, though. We knew for the mixtapes. They had that. They had a. They had a fire. That joint. That joint you talking about is fire. Mm-hmm. That song Fifty did with them. I remember that. That yeah. song one of them G Unit mixtapes. Yeah. But I still didn't know. Like I couldn't tell you who was the nicest out of them. Dorian right. Fifty said, "Yo, I like your man Young Buck. I want to take him." And Juby because Juby was not popping at all. I know it's killing y'all to hear that. And he was just he was stuck in limbo. He was like, go ahead, because I can't do nothing for Buck. I can't do nothing for Buck, so he let Buck go to 50. <laughs> Just like, Gab, man, I can't do nothing for you. Um, and Buck tells the story. Yo, you left me stranded on your tour bus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought Buck told a dope story. I like, let me tell you something, man. I think I like so. slept on. Buck, do we give Buck, young Buck, enough credit for his hood street tales? You know how we give Styles P and Uncle Murder and hell, you know, for hardcore street grimy, yo, I think Young Buck paints the hood to perfection. I, I to totally agree with that. Remember, we, when we reviewed his album, man, we couldn't stop raving about it. This, this album right here was just a preview of what Young Buck was going to give us on well, Straight Outta Cashville. Well, let me ask you this. Do you believe that, like I, like I believe, he had the best solo joint compared to Banks and Fifth? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I, I, I really loved him. Let me tell you about how I feel about Young Buck. I'm going to tell you how I feel about Young Buck. To me, Young Buck should be, in my opinion, I always felt he should be viewed the way T.I., Jeezy, and Rick Ross are viewed. And I believe he suffered from the backlash that 50 got. But because he's not a star like 50, he can't, he couldn't sustain it. You know what I'm saying? Where you can well, hate on him, he loved it. Did, did, did it hurt him at all that 
he had two. He had, he hung. With, he was in the East Coast and a heavy East Coast group. Every New York based group. No, it didn't hurt. It, 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 it helped him because he he. Remember, he went platinum in '04. He went platinum in '04. He was on a platinum. I would like to know what the South Brothers think about Buck. Do they do they have him there with Ti, Cheesy, Ludacris? Like, do they have him there with him? But I do. I would love to know that. like I do. How do you view him? Dude? I view him like, with them niggas, with them dudes. I love Buck, man. Him? I love Buck. My nigga, let me tell you something. I, I like Buck. I think Buck's trying to cash for better than any T.I. album or any Rick Ross album. How about that? Uh, I about do that? get no argument from me. But the thing is, their not, view not, not is... Not motivation. Now, you can make the argument now with Jeezy, Thug Motivation 101 and straight of cash flow. Tomato, tomato. Potato, potato. How do you want to slice those two? But I do know for a fact, in my opinion, watch straight out of cash flow from Young Buck is better than any Ti album or Rick Ross album, in my opinion. I'm I'm co-signing that now. And I'm gonna say this: I know the common boys will not agree to that, and they won't accept it. They won't. But I will tell you this: straight out of cash flow was a southern album. He had the South on there deep. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, Young Buck showed us. That uh, that he was dead nice, man. And I personally, I personally don't feel Young Buck gets the props he deserves. I just that's just how I feel. I feel he got. I, I feel once once Fifty and Gina stopped being hot, he suffered the most because Banks and 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 Yayo could just stay with with Fifty. So even if they wasn't doing nothing, being around Fifty, you still gonna do it. But Young Buck, right. once Gina wasn't popping no more, man, it was like the South to me. Was not. They wasn't treating him like he had, like he had his own version of doggy style. I never under. And maybe I'm wrong, but it just don't seem like Young Buck is treated like he he's one of them dudes, man. Like dudes, like I believe Eight Ball and MJG get more love than he does. Now I'm just jumping out the window saying that, but it just seems like they're they're considered more legendary in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, I would agree that because I've been dropping more projects. Remember now, Three Six Mafia and those guys came off before Buck. You feel me? Yeah, but Buck, but but Buck was dropping mixtapes. Like it, it ain't like Buck stopped making music. He, he just, I'm just a fan of Buck B. That's all I can say. I'm a fan of Young Buck. Mm-hmm. Well, we do agree. It's a five mic song, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Next song, my G. Eye for an eye. Produce again. Second um, time to get some love on for the production tip. High tech. Talk to me, man. Eye for an eye. I thought it was a second. Um, well, well, I, I, second I, I'm trying tip. to figure out how does this work with um, with uh, with high tech. Like, does he play the beat? For my nigga, let's be real. 50? Was it 50 rhyming off the blast back in those G-Unit mixtapes? He's a rapper off and, the and blast and all that. And who produced the blast? Yeah. Attack, most definitely. The 50s, 50s the hip-hop head, B. 50s the hip-hop head. That's uh, iPhone I, uh, uh, another solid song. Uh, what you thought about uh, Banks, Banks verse? Some niggas hate me in the hood, but all the them niggas shit. Smile on my face like I don't know them niggas sick. I love Banks verse. Banks verse is dope in my opinion. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> versus fire. You feel me? A dope hook also, man. 50, yo, 50 again with the hook, my guy. Again with the hook on this song. I thought it was dope. You know what I mean? 
if it, once again, fifty to me, to me, see this. You can tell Fifty really was into this project. He oversaw every song. Like you can tell, he's in the studio. They're all in the studio together, and he's putting this. To me, he clearly was the hardest worker on this album. There's no question. He because he put all these songs together. Mm. I like when Bank or Buck was like, niggas get their chains snatched when they're trying to show off. Shootouts in broad day, we do it the mob way. Come to find out, them niggas soft and they shot day. Yo, what was going on for you, son? What was going on? Yes, he was. What is project over there? Fifty verse, okay. Absolutely, he had the lightest verse between between everybody. Yeah, listen, you and I both know there were times Fifty would just write something that he took a couple of seconds yes. to write, and he did not care because, like, like he said, this was to showcase. Banks and Buck and his team, and but there were so many songs. He had songs where he where he spazzed. So, but you but you right. Banks and Buck clearly yes, yes. clearly were the MVPs of this one. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about the song overall, though? Watch I for nine. A solid song. All right, I told you. Would you say five mic song or no? No, 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 no. Five mic song. Five mic song. Agree. <laughs> All right, watch next song, Smile, produced by No ID. Um, one of the few songs that I actually like, they, that, that one of the few songs that they try to get commercial success with, I should say, that I actually like compared to the Joe song or the other song they have on here, man. Another single, this is Lloyd Banks' solo joint. You feel me? Um, Banks had a video for this joint. He had his little brother on a video also. When I looked at it earlier again, I haven't seen a video in a while. I thought 50 Cent did a marvelous um, thing on the hook on this particular joint, man. Talk to me, man. Smile. My man, Lloyd Banks. Okay, so the thing that's so, so let me ask you a question. Who produced this song? No idea. Why does that resonate with me, you think? Why do you think that resonates with me? Because, well, I don't know why does it resonate with you. Well, I know you rock with No ID, first of all, from common, common Days and all that. Well, Nia Resume, she just showed. She had a trying to she had no idea to do one piece on the album. Okay? Did, 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 did. Life is Good, the No ID Nas album came out in 06. This album came out in 03. Are you telling me No ID did music with 50 before Hove and Nas? Is that what uh, you're telling me, three? <laughs> tell me right now before, I'm getting the time. I know. <laughs> Before Ola, Nas, did, here you go. No ID did music with G Unit before Nas and Jay Z. Well, 50, well, to be fair to Hope now, he did a whole project with No ID on 444. So let's see on different difference between doing a song uh, uh, and doing uh, a whole project. So let me just say this. With no ID. This clearly was this clearly was the alley oop for Lloyd Banks. Um, yes. I thought this song was a, let me just be clear, I thought it was a knockoff of uh, 21 Questions. Uh, the beat <laughs> sounded similar. The beat sounded similar. Um, no, no, no. I like, clearly, the beat. I, like, I like small beat way more than 21 Questions beat. 21 to, Questions to, to me, me sounds similar. The beat sounded similar. He was a like sped up. So the beat sounded similar. So to me, this was the Alley Oop song for Banks. This was the song. With, with it was clear Banks was going to be the first solo artist. It was clear. He did a video for this. Of course, Fifty has to be over yes. the hook because, like I said, Fifty micromanaged this album. 
this of just no, like of I don't believe anybody had any say so in this album. How about that three? How about that? How about that? That would you would 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 just throw you off if I told you that Fifty already had Smile as his song, but he gave Banks the formula what to do with his song. Would that be a reach? No, it would not be a reach at all. At all, because we know that's what Fifty does. Exactly. I, I would I would believe that a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like your bank so, yeah, out me. I'm about to give you this Dre, right? I already got the hook and everything. We good. Just all you gotta do is lay some vocals on here. I'm gonna tell you what the song's about, and boom. You feel me? I can see sixty yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, next song, watch Baby You Got. Not one of my favorite songs. Not a fan of the hook. I don't know if they were looking for a strip club feel with this particular joint. Um, this is another 50 Cent song that I saw he brought to the table. Even though 50 got busy with his verse, though, I would say that, compared to Banks. and But this is more 50 Cent song featuring Roy Banks and Young Buck, in my opinion. Uh, I so agree with you. This is not one of my go-to songs. This is one of the songs that, I, because I don't like the beat, I just don't like this song. So this was a song that I... Skipped. Yeah, I wasn't really rocking with the song. Tough watch. Uh, but yeah, Bank Buck was talking about Von Dutch though. Like when I'm listening to the album today, I'm like, wow, the Von Dutch ever. I remember copying Von Dutch shirts and hats and all that thing, man. Um, next song, watch Salute You. Thanks on the hook this time, though. I know we said 50 with every all dominating on this hook. Um, then Buck sets it off with a dope verse, in my opinion. Uh, Banks said, tell your baby mama, stop coming around here. I'm going to fuck her. Like, damn, how do you tell somebody baby moms? Tell a nigga, tell your baby mom, stop coming around here. I'm going to pipe her down. That's kind of crazy. Um, one of Banks' best verses on this project, in my opinion. Sometimes I'm in Atlanta where they bank head bounce. So you can come, but right after you give Banks head bounce. <laughs> like, no verse from Curtis Jackson. No verse from 50 Cent. Just Banks. And Buck going back and forth, man. Talk to me, man. Salute you, man. This, this, this is arguably my favorite song on the album. Okay. I love this beat. This is a five mic song to me. Uh, right. I thought Young Buck bodied it. I thought Young Buck bodied it. I'm ready for combat. A soldier on the front line. Take me to the streets, nigga. Motherfucker punchline. It only take one time for me to send a death threat and walk these bullets out of that thing of like Keep sweat. You ain't met me yet. Yo, the way he went in. Yo, I love this song. I love this song. Like you. I cannot emphasize it enough. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. And Man, oh man, this was my one of my go-to songs. So, uh, right. and I thought Banks and Buck killed it. Both of them, like both of them, got busy. Banks got busy. Buck got Buck got busy. There's no way you can hear this song and and have hated on G Unit when you heard this. And I would love to know what they heard when they heard this song. Were you shocked that not lace a verse on the song? No, I wasn't shocked at all, at all, at all. Did not miss 50. I wouldn't be surprised if 50 wrote the hook and said, Banks, this is how I want you to say it. General, I salute you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah. 
Wait a minute, let's read the book. That's a big thing. Come on. You can't tell me to listen to that religion uh, and don't feel that's very big finish. I totally do this. I think that maybe gave thanks that hook, in my opinion, man, at that time. So, um, what's the next show we got here? Watch Beg for Mercy. Um, obviously, the name of the album is called Beg for Mercy. Um, 50 Cent's at all. This, I did hear Smith this rhyme on I Devil before. They say 50 Double 50 Up, 50 A Change, nigga. Stunt, I'll pull out. You see, I'm the same, nigga. Woo. I like 50 on the hookers also. Um, but first was light to me on this particular joint. I thought Banks had the best first. I'm tired of you niggas with your baby beef. You're going to be here forever. Temporary like baby cheek. You're in, in at the club, 80 feet. Oh, I love this joint, man. I love this joint, man. Talk to me. Oh, I love this joint too, man. I This, this, I love this joint, man. Like like everything you said, but I like everybody's verse. And even though I heard 50s okay. uh, freestyle before, I like that he snuck it in here. Like I did not have a problem with it. I was like, oh, I see what we doing here. Yeah, I like. I, I this is another joint. So it goes to salute you to beg for mercy. I I, I like how the album's moving because you know usually when albums get towards the end, they might not they, they lose steam. What was this? Yeah. The album was picking up steam towards the end. Uh, next song, Cheat Up," produced by Dr. Dre. One of my favorite songs and favorite beats on this particular album. Fifty sets off the hook. Five mic hook watts. Uh, Fifty with a five mic verse, in my opinion. I've seen it all, crystal clear. So I keep my pistol there. Watch never full of fear. Homie, I stay well aware. Of what's going around me? Motherfucker, what we did? I love Fifty on on his joint, man. Uh, Banks had a dope verse also. Before we speak on Fifty, five forty and a spare clip. You think it's gas? Still rap, give him more blood. Cracks the super cat. Come on, man. But what first was too real and the pain introspective? Yes, I'm going there. Watch pain introspective by Young Buck. My papa never bothered to show me what it's be a man. He just popped another bottle and smoked up half a gram. Yo, Buck was an MVP on this joint, son. I'm, I'm gonna keep it on here, man. Young Buck's first is ridiculous on here, man. Love Cheat Up, man. Talk to me. This is the co-MVP song for me. Without salute. Okay. This, this, this so is everything you said. This is Grant Hill and Jason Kidd when they want to hook up here. Is that what we doing? Yes, co-MVP. absolutely. Right. Even, even though I thought Glenn Robb should have got part of that. <laughs> even though Glenn Robb, Robb should have got part of that. And they iced him out. And I was mad about that. That's <laughs> neither here nor there. But um, yeah, man, co-MVP. This, first of all, once again, Dre and Scott Storch. I want to know, I want to know how they made that. Like, what did Dre do? What did Scott Storch do? You know what I'm saying? It's all about the trade Oh, this Scott Storch. Yeah, they're gonna do this one. It's all about the trade on this one. All right. Five mic song. Um, this is co-MVP of the album song. Uh. The song is so fire that it spawned a freestyle by Styles yes. and Jay Hood. <laughs> Jay Hood, yeah. whoa! 
That's one of the hardest, dopest freestyles you're going to hear from Styles P and J Hood. I know a lot of people are into this everywhere. God goes to L.A. Leakers or they go up to some booth, and it's for the freestyle. It goes viral on YouTube. And then people will be like, is this the greatest freestyle you ever heard in your life? <laughs> Man, listen, y'all want to hear a great freestyle? Go on the, the YouTubes, the internets, and YouTube Styles P J Hood G'd Up Freestyle. If you want to go there, as much as I love Styles T and as much as Stevie that was poking at people, I always thought the lots of taking shots at you would have you and taking shots at them. I always described that. Always. Styles P in particular. Go and stay beat up because. This song is called Cheat Up. When when Jay Hood and um Styles and they joined, it's called Stay Beat Up. Because they keep locking. They're going to stay beat up. And that's all they do with you, brother. Uh, next song, watch Lay You Down. I was never a big fan of this joint. I like Bucks first. It had more current event bars that was going on. It was great to my little Zane and a bunch of other stuff. And I was never a fan of Lay You Down, but I love it for you. I was just not a fan of this song. Agreed. I wasn't either. I think this is one of those calculated songs. I think 50 uh, made an album that he tried to make for everybody. He knew the South was on the rise, so he mm-hmm. tried to make songs for everybody. This wasn't it for me. This was not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> um, next song, Gangster-ish. Uh, 50 sets the hook off Lovely. I'm a topic in every barbershop and beauty salon. Plus the other niggas that rap ain't on the ship that I'm on. It's 50 this, 50 that. Stay with the gap. Get some shots of a clip. I don't tips of the back. Ah! We smokers love me like they love Buddha. I turn your kids into a shooter. Crip niggas. You know, they tell me the cool mess. I'm saying, ah! I like this song, though, man. I thought 50 killed this train, man. Fuck me. This is a, this is a five mic. I agree. I agree. The whole energizes you and gets you hype. I remember when I first mm-hmm. heard this, DJ Big Mike played this before the album came out. That's how I first mm-hmm. heard it. I was on the Big Mike mixtape, and he had this joint. I was like, oh, this shit is crazy. 50s hook, this is a 50s hook is MVP this. Like, it's that, to me, that's how Ellis hook was. Yeah, can't, the, the way he just, it just gets you, it, it gave me an MOP feel, man. That's because it just felt like it, it was just. Wow. Live to me, man. Yeah, that hook. It's hook for this song. This song gets me hyped. Yeah, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. This is one of my favorite songs on the album, by the way. This song right here. I thought all three of them got busy. And 50 Hook was fire. And 50 Hook was fire. Now, we got to talk about the next song, do we? Because we already heard that song before. Do we really have to talk about it? Can I stop right here? No. We can stop right here. <laughs> How many mics, sir? Four mics. Easy four mics. Mm. Easy. Mm. Okay. Okay. I will concur. I will go four mics also. Um, a couple of the, the hooks, the joints that 50 was trying to attract the commercial success. I mean, I obviously start one-on-one, popping them things. Smile was my joint playing on front, though. Um, a couple other joints, I didn't like the Joe joint too much at all. Um, I don't like 50 solo drink too much. So I owe four mics. 
very dope album. I think it's very regional in the sense that I have, when, you, when you talk about Junior Beck for Mercy, you don't have too much people performing on the project. You know what I mean? So I totally agree. This is a four-mic project, man. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Shout out to my man, G-Unit, the gang, Beg for Mercy. Obviously, um, if we're comparing this and Straight um, on Southside, it's like day and night. Would you agree? The second G-Unit album compared to this one? Um, Yeah, man, come on. I have, I have, I have, three mics, three mics. I have, sorry, I have a mics. different opinion. I have a different opinion on TOS. TOS is, a, is an album that I really, re, I really like the TOS album. If we have oh, to discuss that album, it's going to throw you off. We had a South it's going to throw you off on how I feel man. about that album. It's yeah. going to throw you off how I feel about that album. You, you mean the song, like song produced by Ron Brown? You mean the song? You mean the song produced by oh, Bob Brown, the Ether Boy? Jesus Christ! Because 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 he produced that song. It wasn't and I know you believe on this project like that. And I know you believe. It was more yayo. And I know you believe in production. I know you believe in production. Yeah, so. but I didn't like the production. Um, are you saying the production on TOS is better than Big for Mercy? Hell no. No, Hell no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I liked TOS. TOS got heavy, heavy burn. So let me explain something to you that I think people don't uh. understand. When Southern hip-hop became the most dominant genre in hip-hop, it wasn't the most dominant genre of hip-hop in my world. I was mixtape guy. Uh, don't do that I to the Southern hip-hop. Brothers, though. Don't do that to the Southern Brothers. I'm, I'm, listen, you know you can have the Southern Brothers. Listen, listen, listen. If you want me to tell you, that I was big into Little John in 07 and 08, I'm going to tell you, no, <laughs> I wasn't, okay? If you want me to tell you in 07 and 08 that I was heavy into T-Pain, that T-Pain, that that's what I was into, those were the dudes who was dominating the sound and the landscape of the world. Oh, come on, come on. I wasn't. Come on, you like the hyphy movement in the West Coast? You like the hyphy movement? I did like the hyphy movement. That was because to me that was dancing, and I come from we, we dance out here, so you know what I'm saying. So dancing and hip hop was well, all right, about, together. So what I about the Mark Deep? What about the Mark Deep Little John song? I didn't like that song. Oh, I like that beat Little John gave to the mob. Yo, fuck it, son. I love that okay, beat. Okay. Listen, <laughs> but my point is this: this. if T Pain, if T Pain, <laughs> Little John, um. Ross and T.I., this was their era when they were the top rappers. Little Wayne started being the top rapper. Like, like, right, Little Wayne was like being the top rapper. That wasn't my, that wasn't the hip-hop I listened to. I acknowledged it. I seen it. It was out there. I couldn't avoid it. But that was not the hip-hop I was listening to during that era. So that's all I'm saying. Oh, man, that's crazy. Uh, What do you think about Tony Lucas' new song, The World Train? I think the video makes it an amazing song. You need the visual to make that song pop off. With the visual, I agree. it's a great song. Without the visual, he's just saying Will Smith and naming songs, uh, movies Will Smith did. So you're just like, dude, this is, what is this? But then when you see the video, it gets creative. So that's a song that needed the visual to make it work. So I like it. Like Will Smith likes it, I like it. Do we get Dwayne Lucas enough props as we should? I know we, it seems like, in my opinion, 
he's out of sight, out of mind sometimes. But when he drops, that's when you and I start talking about him. Yes. To me, Jordan Lucas is out of sight, out of mind type of dude. So when he's dropping something, it generates feedback. But for whatever the reason, it's like if he's not dropping nothing, me and you ain't, ain't listening to him or talking about him. Um, he clearly never knew when to drop his album. He was just conflicted. It's obvious this is album was supposed to come out last year. About five of these songs were already released. He got videos for them. So this is an album that's been in the stash, and he damn there, and he had no choice but to put it out because you've you been had it. Like, you just can't hold on to an album forever. You know, Saigon did that with the greatest story never told, and Ugh. it hurt him. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You, if this album would have came, if that album would have came on like 04, 05, man, maybe people would have looked at you differently. You I, had a whole album with Just Body. Who gets that? I think Who a lot of that? Have you that watch. I think Saigon went through that. I think Jay Hood went through that. Even Joe Budden was close. Like when Graf, but see, the thing with Graf is this. The difference is Jay Hood was screaming um, Tales from the Hood on every mixtape. Joe Budden was screaming um, the growth when he was running around with Dubby and those guys. You get what I'm saying? So it was like, that's how we used to dream of Papoose. Saigon with, with Just Blade, like the greatest story never told. Like, I feel like those guys would keep screaming down when they never released them. And it was like, fam. You know what I mean? Like, the Saigon thing really hurts me, though. Like, I'm not going to let it side. I'm going to show you the true life, though, but I never looked at true life as a dope MC like I looked at Saigon. Like, yeah, they were cool, but I never looked at true life like Saigon. I looked at true life using the Shea Davis type category to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to let that slide. He was a better rapper than Shea Davis. <laughs> Come on, True life was a better MC than Shane Davis by a long shot. And Hope co-signed True Life, by the way. Hope co-signed True Life. What it is? I always felt like Hope looked at look, look at Scratch I dropped a mixtape like True York. Best song on that project, my guy. Best song on that project. That's, can I tell you something? Can I, let me just say something. That's ridiculous that you said that. True York is a That's classic mixtape. No, True not. York, no, it's not. It's ridiculous. Classic? True York. True York is a five mic classic it's underground mixtape. Without question, the first song off of there, when he's rapping over the the um the Lloyd Banks prodigy beat, come on man, single handedly took Dipset and dismantled it. Like nobody can tell me, nobody can tell me that True York did not dismantle the Dipset. Kim was shocked that he had that boy coming at him like that. Them boys. Let's be real. Me and you watched it in real time. They put Dipset under pressure. We saw it. We watched it. We heard it. They put, hold on. Time out, time out. They put Dipset under pressure in the booth, I mean, in the streets, not in the booth. In the booth, too, because they kept responding. No, no. I'm not giving you the booth. I'm giving you the streets. Not the booth. 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 Not the booth.
come up DVD and show his entire jewelry connect, collection. Because, because let's, let's, like, let's not put with, with Jewels. Let's not put Jewels. Jewels. Hold on. Let's not put Jewels in true life and things like that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. The point right. I'm making is they reacted okay, to life, and they all reacted to life. So did Cam when he put J.R. Ryder and Hellrell. When he, when he had them, when he tried to talk and then have them rap against him. Come on, man. That's New York. Like Yo, that's New York shot my soul. That's we could have been up on the radio. Just riding on Dipset with no ramifications. People don't miss Jones. It's like, yeah, I seen Cam. I ran up on him. What? Like, everything they street cred and stripped it. Uncastle tells the story. How weird that was. You didn't really strip it. I thought Biggie was stripped it. Hold on. I thought Biggie said stripped it way more. Hold on. I thought Biggie said stripped it more than two likes on him. You thought 50 what? I thought 50 cash dips that way more than True Life did. When Jewels and nah, Jim Jones nah, decided nah, to go on stage. Nah, 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 When they decided to go on stage with 50 Cent, that was a slap in the face. That was a slap in True the Life, face. True Life brought it to them in the streets, though. He brought it to them in the yeah, streets on fight. It was on fight with True Life and them. Uncasa tells it in his true stories how real it was. He talks about it, man. I never liked True Life. I respect True Life's quick, quick tales. His music was trash to me. Okay, that's that, that's your trash. opinion. I strongly disagree. I str- you said True Life is like Chick Davis. That is likes. outrageous. Five mics, my nigga. Five mics. Yeah, let me tell you what I mean. Why I said it's five mics. For the streets? When True York came out, I'm telling you, the streets was on fire over that mixtape. That's all we talked about on all hip hop and SOHH.com. When that mixtape came out, that's that's where the infamous men lie, women lie, numbers don't. That's from True York. That's from True York. When home sets it off with men lie, numbers lie, men, he was yes. talking about this. Come on, man. That, that Come on, yeah, Snoop on there. Yo, my man, that, I remember Snoop, the street really, during Snoop, that time, man. Snoop, really? Snoop, really? Yeah, yeah, Sorry. absolutely, absolutely. Like, no one can erase what happened. Dipset took a huge L. I don't, give, I don't care how much people <laughs> love Dipset. They lost the two life battles. In, in the streets or music-wise? Not music-wise. I'll give you the streets, not music. Credibility-wise. Credibility-wise, because what we didn't know at the time that Cam and Jim Jones and Dipset had basically broken up. My nigga, we didn't know at the Jim time. Jim was dropping balling. Jim was dropping balling in 06. This, this is in 08, brother. This is in 08. Oh, yeah, came on right, right. 08. Let me ask you a question. Why do you even really? know about True York? Yeah. Yeah. He was Mano. Why do you know like about Mano, New DVD York? nigga. He was a DVD nigga like Mano. I looked at him and said, hi, my nigga. He was a lot of Like Mano. Can I ask some fucking music? Can I ask some music? Are you surprised that Mano had a career like Mano? Yes. Are you surprised? I'm going to keep it real. I did like gushing. I'm going to keep it real. Watch. Before the rumors joined, I did not like Mano like that. What do you mean before the rumors? That's early Mano. 
saying you didn't like Mano before then, that's not saying anything. That's early Mano. No, no, he had a couple of joints before that, though. I did not like that. The joint when he had on the yeah, TV with the um, brother with the got to his head, with the got to his head and all that, he was up to that. I didn't like that joint. No, Mano. No. No. I like okay. I, I, I used to know why I don't like Mano. I rock with Mano. I am. I'm going to keep it real. I'm very shocked. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No streaming gates. No streaming gates. No streaming gates. Mano, Mano had more success. Mano, Mano had more success. Mano had commercial success. success. But I like Uncle Murder's music more than Mano's though. Okay, so do I. That's not saying much. I like Uncle Murder's music more than 90% of hip-hop. That's not saying much. And Uncle Murder has never officially dropped an album. He's never officially dropped an album. That's bad. But the That's point bad. I'm saying is, Mano clearly had the better hip-hop career because he dropped two official albums. Yeah. He had yeah, a platinum single. I didn't like his second single. I forgot the name of the game. She came. I didn't like that song too much. But, you know, it is what it is. All the above. Yeah, I hate a remix. Biggest song. Platinum song. All the above, right. All the above, yeah. Was it my dream? It wasn't your joint. He's been pain rap and introspective rap throughout the whole song. He's giving you pain um, and introspective. And nah, I didn't like the like beat, song. I didn't like the beat, and I like the hook. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, all I know is that like song was a big song, song for him. That was a big song for Mano. It was a song that most rappers never get a chance to experience, and that's when T-Pain was the number one dude in music. The number one dude in music? Yeah, he was. That's a fact. That is a fake joke. That's why how that works, huh? That was a cool one dude in hip hop, right? Well, that's crazy, man. What do you think about all the um, guys spinning this week on IG? Night Wonder, D Nice, Primo, Big Daddy Kane? I don't like it. It doesn't mean nothing to me, man. I'm too hip hop for this, man. I'm way too hip hop to be Im- impressed by any of this. Way too hip hop. I listen to too much hip hop. I listen to way too much hip hop to be to be to to watch somebody play R and B all day. That ain't for me, man. <laughs> and then for all the dudes who are playing, and then and, and then for all the dudes who are playing unreleased music, y'all are not playing unreleased music. Y'all are playing the songs that the artists thought was trash and were not good enough to make the <laughs> albums. That's what y'all are playing. Please? Y'all are not. So stop Please? this. They think they fooling us. So none of this, all this, y'all, look, I'm going to IG Live and I'm going to play Tender Love. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to play something. What's wrong with Tender Love? No, what's the beat? Nothing's wrong with it, but like, why do I want to sit there and watch you play that and be like, oh, look at you, you're playing Tender Love. Come on. Static Selector was dope also. I I don't think Static Selector got enough props. What he was doing. I love the music Static was playing. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you who was doing it, and it broke my heart. When Easy Moby did it, and 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 there wasn't even thirty people in the room. That hurt me, man. Like it hurt me because Easy Moby is such Yo, an important man. producer to Come me. Come get your man, Big. Come get your man, Yaki, for real. That was a follow, man. A lot of yeah. It's like you know, that's probably everybody. That's probably his cousin, auntie. Niggas on the block, probably, man. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna lie to you. You told me that, like, yo, the wife's on the will be live. That was crazy. 
son. That was great. I thought Nike won the. It was all my hip hop wise. Nike won. was Nike won. was the MVP. It was just all hip hop music. To me, to me, don't talk to me about anything else. If you want to talk about, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? You mean hip hop wise? <laughs> what do you want to talk about when you see a DJ uh, go live? <laughs> Reggae and hip hop, reggae and hip hop. That's all I want to hear. So reggae and hip hop, man. So you know what? See, I never see reggae. You will just you, let me explain. You will destroy me with reggae talk. I know nothing about that. Nothing. You ain't Brooklyn. You're West Indian. I'm like, I'll get you. You don't like you don't like to claim your West Indian roots, but you have Caribbean in your blood. I do, but it's never. It was never emphasized. Talk you mean I live in Brooklyn? With this, you mean you mean you mean you mean Brooklyn with with Bay Ridge and Brighton Beach, Brooklyn? What yeah. are you talking about? Saying that, people. what does that mean? You, what does that mean? I don't live with nothing but West Indian people. My nigga, you work with nothing but West Indian people. I don't live in Crown Heights, brother. I don't live in Crown Heights. <laughs> you work well, with Crown Heights, man. Nigga. What are you talking about? You work with bad Caribbeans. Bad Caribbeans. So what does that got to do? Come on, what's that got to do with anything? Um, okay, I would you think know that what? Would be, Did you know no? there was a there was a there was a we had a Christmas party. And I choose what Christmas parties to go to based on the music that's going to be played. And the ones I don't go to are the ones that are going to play all the Caribbean music. Uh, you going to go to that one? You going to go to the Caribbean slacks, the joints? Nope. Yeah, record clubs, record clubs are better than hip-hop clubs, though. The vibe-wise. Because women, I wouldn't know. liquor, less, less drama, less, you know what I mean? That one, you gonna flap a shot when you used to have the um the drinks on the bush? No, 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 did you ever see white people yeah, get on those cabs, the dollar cabs? No. No. Well, why not? Because they didn't live there. They didn't live in them areas. They didn't live in areas. Uh, they didn't live in areas. Um, we're going to Conway dropping on Monday. I know people asking, are we going to review that? And I think that's a crazy question. To ask me and watch, are we going to review a Conway Machine project we dropped on Monday? Um, the joint is called Lulu. Um, the seven joints. I want to say six or seven joints. Here's how I'm going to rate it. Conway has been spitting nothing but fire freestyles, fire verses this year, right? I don't. I hope he gives me the same feel. The way I felt when when you started trending, when you was in the booth on that LA Leakers freestyle, and 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 everybody was quoting all the rhymes you were saying and. And all these freestyles you've been putting out where you've been bodying beats, I want to have that same feel when I hear you with this oh, in, in, in this, this seven this seventeen EP. Would you agree, and I'm not saying Conway suffers from this, but would you agree, we've seen rappers like this that go cam on other people's beats, and when it's time for them to drop a project, they might not deliver a four-mic, four-and-a-half-mic project. I'm not even going to five mics. I'm just going four and four-and-a-half. What do you think about his first single with um, Schoolboy Q? Uh, it doesn't it's stand out to me. Straight. It doesn't stand out to me. 
You like the beat? How come it's no? Ooh, so how come it's I don't like to collab. Right like, I don't like to collab. I don't like. I don't like to collab. Well, I'm not the biggest Schoolboy Q fan, but he was only on the hook, so he was just on the hook itself, and it was like a spooky song, kind of in in, in a sense. So you know, well, listen, Omega's on there when, also. Uh, when the album come out. When the um when the album comes out, we'll uh we'll knock it down. Okay. Cheek that or mace for you, Watson. Cheek that or mace. G Dep made to me a better hip hop hip hop album. Mace was clearly the biggest star, man. Like I'm the one of those guys who un- who understood the impact of Mace. I, let me give you an example of how big Mace's impact was so you can understand it. Mace had a Lauren Hill type of impact. Oh? It was a short, short run. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. His impact was so impactful that people just forget about the fact that he released a trash album. The Welcome Back album that was 100% garbage, 100% trash. But because of his... And that double up, yeah, hold double on. Up. And that whack ass double up album was trash, also. Double up. That might have been the album you're talking about, because every album he did. And no, and the Welcome Card, and the Welcome Back album. Yeah, trash. Well, it's just a hard trash. Hard album. Hard album. But for whatever the reason is, he holds a place in history, man, that people cannot let go and get rid of because it was it was impactful. It's like he came at that perfect time. Remember. Mesa's impact was so big, people people wouldn't let Fab get over it for almost 10 years. Literally, yeah. for the first 10 years of Fab's career, people would just say, oh, you a fake Mace. You just want to sound like Mace. You just want to sound like Mace. Like, that's how big Mesa's impact over hip-hop was. That Fab, who was clearly the better MC, clearly the better artist. And I'm like, hold up, man. Fab is a million times better than Mace. But people... But I was one of them because it took me a while to adapt to um, Fab at first. When I first heard Fab, I was, I was so thrown off. Like, my nigga, you sound too much like Becker, in my opinion. He sounded like Becker. Fab sounded like Becker for a hot second. And y'all ran with it. That shocked me. He didn't sound nothing like Fab in the sport. When he did breathe, he sounded nothing. Oh, like my nigga, by, by the time Brief dropped, though, we already accepted Fab by the time Brief came out. No, we Fab. no, people still didn't accept him by I then. Did. That was 04. It was I just Blaze production. But, but, geez, look how long that took. 97, 97, 98, Fab in the sport. Nah, nah he did, there was no Fab in 97. He dropped on a cool mixtape in 98. He had that fabulous sport. Fabulous sport. And everybody just decided they were going to run with him being Mace. Everybody's going to run with him being Mace. Do you understand how long I heard that? Yo, he's a, he's a, he's a one to be Mace. Even 50 tried to create a beef with them over that. And it backfired <laughs> because of uh, fat body. Like, body what happened? Where do we rank Fab in all time of UFC rappers? Top 20. 
Are we saying 15 or 20th? No. No, I'm not saying he's the 20th. I'm saying he's top 20 and he might be in the top 10. Ooh, really? Okay. Wow. Fab has the Fab has the long. Okay, let's think about this. When we first heard Fab in 1998 on a Clue mixtape, did we know he would still be who he is today in 2020, 22 years later? No. That that alone, that alone is why he's top twenty. He still puts he still puts out music that people care about. Still relevant in twenty twenty. That's crazy. Still relevant. Fab is still relevant. about. Let me tell you how relevant. Fab is more relevant. Hold on. Fab is more relevant than Dixie and Banks, music wise. Yes, he is. Let me tell you how relevant Fab is. Fab did a show right before this coronavirus thing popped off, where he did a packed show and he brought. Fabio out, but Fab was still the bigger star. Clearly, more people knew his music, and it was like people knew the Fabio song, but everybody was there for Fab. Like Fab has, I mean, Fab just has twenty years of hits, man. Do you realize that he has twenty years? He could go into his bag from nineteen ninety eight to right now. Yeah, Fab is top twenty, brother. Yeah, I'm not bad, I'm not bad, I'm not I don't watch no tickets on my team. PSA Hip Hop, the home of J. Will, because J. Will, obviously you need to hear us talk about this because you're dying. You want the NBA to come back, you know, because you and Mike Francesa, y'all need sports or y'all going to die without it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not even really understanding how realists is talking about, yo, they just, just come back and play with no, no fans. We need to see this. We need to see it. Like, let's get through this first, Jay Will. That's why Baron Davis went ham on you on Twitter and spazzed on you. And you don't got no smoke for Baron, but B. Diddy. Piss of hip hop, man. B. Diddy. Oh, my B. Nazi, man. Ah, oh, B. Nazi. That's real, mama. You know, it's your boy. Oh, you, mama. It's your boy, man. You don't watch it, man. Piss of hip hop, man. What? 